Hey friends, I know you have been waiting for yet another interesting story. And yes, the wait is over. Welcome back to a fresh new episode of Swami Vivekananda's Stories for Children. The title of today's story is The Dog's Curly Tail. There once was a poor man who wanted to make some money. He had heard that if he could get control over a ghost, yes, ghost I say. So, he had heard that if he could get control over a ghost, it would do anything he told it to do and thus he could obtain great wealth. He had also heard that a sage with great powers can help him find such a ghost. And so he set off on a journey to find the great sage who was said to possess all kinds of knowledge, wisdom and most importantly special powers. He asked everyone he met, Hey, do you know any sage who has great powers? Hey, hey lady, if you know of some sage with great powers, please tell me about him. And days passed by. But he could not find any sage who could give him a ghost. But he did not give up. The search was still on. One day, he accidentally met a group of woodcutters and he asked them, Brothers, you go into the wood every day. Have you ever seen any sage there? To his great joy, one of the woodcutters replied, Yes, sir. We know a hermit who lives in the woods and showed him the direction. The poor man couldn't believe his ears. He was so excited that he did not even stop to thank them. Instead, started running towards the spot. Finally, he reached the hermitage. It was pitch dark. There, he found a very old and frail-looking man. His hair was thick and knotted at the top. He had a long beard and was meditating before a fire. The poor man was very scared to disturb him. So, he waited for him to finish. When at last the sage opened his eyes and stood up, the poor man fell at his feet and started weeping. My son, what has happened to you? asked the surprised sage. Who are you? What do you want? And why are you crying? The poor man replied, I have nothing. I am really very poor. I want a ghost to work for me. 
and i know you you are the only one who can help me please i beg you please help me i beg you to help me the sage listened gravely and said don't disturb yourself child go home but the poor man would not give up day after day he visited the sage and prayed for a ghost at last the sage in disgust said here take this repeat this magic word and a ghost will come and whatever you say to him he will do but beware they are terrible beings if you fail to give him work he'll take your life that's easy replied the man with a smile i can give him work all his life then the man went to a forest sat on a rock and started repeating the magic word after long repetition of the magic word a huge ghost appeared before him and said in a deep voice i am a ghost i have been conquered by your magic but you must keep me constantly busy the moment you fail to give me work i will kill you the poor man was astounded that he could hardly speak at all for a moment after a few seconds he felt confident and said okay let's get started build me a palace the ghost waved his hand and instantly there rose a beautiful building it's done the palace is built said the ghost next tell me what next the ghost said looking unimpressed jumping up and down excitedly the poor man shouted bring me money bring me jewels bring me gold wealth and to his delight they appeared just as quickly as the palace he was now surrounded by gold silver jewels money everything that he ever wanted hmm i know you must be thinking ghosts aren't as bad as we think they are this man is so lucky isn't it the poor man could hardly believe his eyes he gazed at his new possessions greedily and forgot about the ghost give me more work more work now otherwise i will kill you right here realizing the ghost was getting angry the poor man increased his demands okay build me a city bigger than no other richer and higher than any other in this world the city must have beautiful palaces towers ponds roads gardens etc do you understand i want big beautiful city immediately
So the poor man was thinking in his mind, Ah, this time certainly the ghost won't be able to finish the job so quickly. And in the meantime, I'll plan some other work for him. Because if he doesn't give work, hmm, the ghost will kill him. But hardly had he finished his thought, a huge city came up in front of him. That's done, said the ghost. Anything more? Now the man started getting scared and the ghost said, Give me something to do or I'll eat you up. Come on, tell me what next or is it time for me to eat you? The poor man searched every nook and corner of his mind but could not find any other work for the ghost and was frightened. So he ran and ran and at last reached the sage. Oh, oh sage, oh sage, please save my life. I have nothing left for the ghost to do. Please help, please, please help me. He finished everything I gave him in a second. What shall I do now? And he threatens me to eat me up if I don't give him more work. I don't want money. I don't want anything. Please be kind to me and save me from the ghost. Please, sage, please. The sage felt pity for the poor man and said, You fool, stand up. There's no time to lose. Look, look at the dog there with the curly tail. Take a weapon. Yes, that axe over there. Quick, quick, I say. And cut the tail off and give it to the ghost, saying, Straighten that out for me. The man dashed to the hut, picked up the axe, rushed back to the dog, cut off its tail and gave it to the ghost, saying, Oh ghost, straighten this tail out for me. The ghost took it and said, Ha ha ha, that is such a simple thing. I'll do it right now and then we'll make you a very good dinner for me. No escape for you, my man. I will eat you for sure. The ghost sat on the ground and slowly and carefully straightened the curly tail out. But as soon as he let it go, it instantly curled up again. Once more, he slowly straightened it out, only to find it again curled up as soon as he let go of it. So it went on for days and days until he was exhausted and said, I was never in such a trouble before in my life. At last the ghost said to the man, Sir, I'll make a compromise with you. You let me off and I'll let you keep all that I have given you and promise not to harm you. The man took the offer gladly and heaved a sigh of relief. So, my dear little friends, no doubt the story was very interesting. But what did we understand from it? That one should not covet too much of worldly goods in order to avoid disappointment in life. Moreover, the world cannot be changed at one's will. Always remember, it will run its own course like the dog's 
curly tail so until our next episode keep listening keep learning and keep growing goodbye narayana narayana hey friends welcome back to a fresh new episode of swami vivekananda's stories for children yes you guessed it right today i am going to tell you the story of sage narada the title of today's story is narada and maya narada was a handsome young sage he was very devoted to god and well versed in many holy books so while he was reading one of these books he came across a word maya and this word was not very clear to him ah what does it mean by maya he said to himself and he started reading these books again and again but he couldn't understand the meaning of the word finally he shut the book with a bang no i don't understand this and now there is no rest for me until i do he searched many books consulted many scholars but was not satisfied hmm what shall i do who can help me he thought suddenly it came to his mind i must go to my lord my master krishna he would certainly know so he at once left for dwarka where krishna lived it's very nice of you narada to have come here krishna welcomed narada heartily but my child it seems you aren't at peace is anything bothering you what's the matter yes my lord said narada humbly touching the feet of krishna you have understood it correctly i have come here with a problem and i want you to solve it for me what is it narada asked krishna lord i couldn't find the meaning of the word maya please do explain it to me replied narada and show me what maya is he said krishna laughed aloud hmm is that all that troubles you my boy well you'll know what maya is hmm but not now you must be tired stay a few days here take some rest and we'll see later as to what maya is it's a blessing for me lord to be in your company narada said a few days passed but narada did not get his answer hmm he grew very restless but hesitated to remind krishna about it one day krishna asked him to make a trip with him to a distant place 
They set out in the morning and after walking for several miles, Krishna said, Hmm, Narada, I am very thirsty. Can you please fetch me some water? At once, sir, said Narada and rushed off. At a little distance was a village. He knocked at a cottage door which was opened by the most beautiful young girl. <gasps> what divine beauty! He muttered as he gazed upon her. The girl blushed red and lowering her eyes said in a sweet voice, Please do come in, sir, and tell me what I can do for you. Narada was no longer Narada. Like one hypnotized, he stepped in and sat down, but could say nothing. He forgot his purpose in coming. He forgot his master was waiting. He forgot everything in one thought. What a beautiful lady! I must have her as my wife. Or of what use is life to me without her? He thought. The girl left the room and sent in her father. An old man with a white beard greeted Narada. Welcome, sir, to my poor home. I am honored to have you as my guest. Please stay with us as long as you like. Narada was too glad to accept it for he had never expected such an invitation. So now Narada had so many opportunities to talk to the girl and thus they talked every day. And finally talk ripened into love. One day Narada asked her, Will you be mine dear? The girl blushed. I shall be yours. Hmm, only if my father agrees. I'll talk to him right now, said Narada and without wasting even a second went inside to talk to the girl's father. He could hardly wait to voice his proposal. Hmm, but you know what happened? When he went inside, he just couldn't say a word. Narada was very shy. The old man asked him to sit down. Narada sat down and now tried to gather the courage to tell the old man that he wanted to marry his daughter. But he just couldn't. The old man understood him and laughed aloud and said, Well, if my daughter agrees, you'll have my blessings. Thank you, sir. Thank you, said Narada. But my son... I have a request to make, said the old man. What is it, sir? said Narada. After the marriage, please stay here with me. And Narada readily agreed to the proposal. And thus on an auspicious day, Narada was married to the girl. He was immensely happy. And... Twelve years passed. Now his father-in-law had died. Narada inherited his property. He lived as it seemed to him a very happy life with his wife and children, his fields and cattle. Well, like all of us, 
he lived a very happy life. At least that is what he thought. One night, he woke up suddenly to a fearful sound. <gasps> That's thunder, he said to himself, looking out through the window. Hmm. And he was now possessed with a second thought. Let thunder roar, lightning flash, rain pour. I am safe and happy in my house with my dear wife and lovely children. So, there is no need to worry. And he dropped asleep again. But unfortunately, his happiness did not last. Soon there came a flood. The river rose until it overflowed its banks and flooded the whole village. Houses fell, men and animals were swept away and drowned, and everything was floating in the rush of the stream. Narada woke up once again and hearing the screams of his children jumped out of the bed and opened the door. The sight that met his eyes turned his face ashamed. Oh God, oh God, spare my home, he cried out, but his voice was lost in the gush of water that entered his home. Narada had to escape. With one hand he held his wife and with the other two of his children. Another child was on his shoulder and he was trying to ford the tremendous flood. His evil star led him to a wrong place. After a few steps he found the current was too strong and the child on his shoulder fell and was borne away. A cry of despair came from Narada. In trying to save the child, he lost his grasp upon the other two and they were also lost. In helpless anger and despair, he poured out a volley of oaths. Clinging to each other, husband and wife struggled. But alas, his dear, dear wife, whom he clasped with all his might, was also torn away by the cruel current and he was thrown on the bank, weeping and wailing in bitter lamentation. Oh Lord, what have I done that you gave me this punishment? What use is life to me now? Narada went on lamenting. Kill me too, oh cruel one, kill me too. Suddenly there came a gentle voice from behind him. My child, where's the water? You went to fetch water and have been gone quite half an hour. Half an hour? Narada exclaimed, leaving himself upon his legs. Who says this? He turned to see. Oh Lord, you! Twelve whole years have passed and all these things have happened. And you say half an hour? Krishna smiled. Narada, my son, you wanted to know the meaning of Maya. And this is Maya. My dear little friends, the moral of the story is... The power of Maya is such that it makes one forget the meaning and purpose of life. One should be guarded against it and ever be vigilant. Until our next story, keep listening, keep learning and keep growing. Thank you. Goodbye.